Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schock. Thank you, Scott Kesey, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me for the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, as we get you set for Union Men's Hockey Action this weekend. The Dutchmen are back home at Messerink. They will take on Colgate on Friday night at 7 o'clock, and then Cornell visits on Saturday at 7 p.m. Union coming off a split last weekend on the road. They uh, dropped a tough 2-1 decision to second-ranked Quinnipiac in Hamden, Connecticut, but followed that up with an impressive 7-3 victory over Princeton on Saturday down at Hobie Baker Rink, the coldest rink. In ECAC hockey. Sorry about that, folks. It's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things that stood out in both games, and I wrote about this in uh, Thursday's Daily Gazette, and it's also online at dailygazette.com, uh, Union got themselves some penalty troubles in the middle frames in each game. and It cost them Friday night against Quinnipiac. Union took three penalties, and Quinnipiac was able to score in one of the power plays, that a goal that tied the game at one midway through the second, and shortly after that, Quinnipiac added an even-strength goal for a 2-1 victory. Uh, the discipline was far worse on Saturday against Princeton. Union was penalized six times. Uh, you know, the majority of those penalties came after defenseman Nathan Kelly was injured, uh, suffered a lower body injury. He was favoring his right knee as he was helped off the ice. Uh, he was dragged down, and there was no call on the play. And then later in that period, Dylan Anhorn, who had scored two goals, and had just scored a shorthanded goal uh, with three minutes left in the second period. Uh, he was hurt, um, uh, upper body injury. Uh, his head was slammed into the glass uh, in the final minute of the second period. Uh, but Union did not give up a power play goal, however, after they killed a Josh Kosak penalty, Princeton did score. Uh, I was thinking about five seconds after that penalty had expired. So as, as, Union really can't afford to be uh, taking some bad penalties and you know, getting their emotions out of control. And John Ronan, the interim head coach, even you know t- put himself in that mix, saying uh, he was uh, you know he had his emotions were high as well. So um, we asked I asked John Ronan about that. That was one thing we talked about I, with John uh, after both games over the weekend. And he addressed it more at his uh, weekly media availability on Wednesday. Let's talk about the stage right now. I mean, at the beginning, you mean not many people expected this team to be maybe a top eight team battling for playoff positioning. But the fact that this team, despite the, some of the struggles, despite all the distractions, you're not that far out of a, a, a home ice with a first round bye. I mean, does that surprise you? I mean, how important is it to, to you know keep you know? pushing for that chance to get home ice or, or get that first round by. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's, that's not a focus really for us. Um, we just want to get better every night and it sounds cliche, but coming into the season, we knew that there would be some, some ups and downs and, you know, with 16 guys having never played a division one game, we knew, you know, there'd be some rough patches. And I do think we've learned from those rough patches. I think we've improved. Obviously, there's still adversity that we run into now and again, but it's how we respond to that adversity. And, you know, I'm proud of our guys, despite everything this year, that, you know, they they put hockey first. They come out every day with a great attitude. They work hard and they want to get better. And I think we're kind of, you know, on the way up. We talk about getting better every day and taking a step, and uh, that's kind of what we're doing. Over the last six games, we're at home, so how important is that to, you know, 
get those wins at home? It's huge. Uh, you know, our, our guys love playing here. You know, we're, we're grateful that the, the building's open. We have people in the stands. And, you know, you can't ask for a better situation as a hockey player down the stretch here. We talked about the discipline after both these uh, the last weekend's games against Quinnipiac and Princeton. You said that when you address that, have you talked to the players about that? Uh, it, it cost you in a way against Quinnipiac. It didn't hurt you that much against Princeton. But uh, how important is it to keep that discipline and keep uh, not to take bad penalties? Yeah, it's a fine line be, between playing with emotion and playing emotional. And I think. I think we got a little emotional on Saturday night, um, you know, myself included. Uh, you know, I was getting wrapped up. You see, a, you know, a couple questionable calls and guys go down. It fires you up, you know. Uh, and, you know, I think they probably take their cue from me a little bit. So I, I got to pump the brakes on that stuff. But I just think in general, you know, I think our timing, you know, when we took those penalties wasn't great. That's That was probably my biggest concern, you know, putting ourselves in a position when, you know, it was after a goal or putting ourselves, putting ourselves down two men. That's the issue, but you know we showed those penalties, talked about it, and hopefully we apply it come Friday. Yeah, I mean, just especially this time of year, the discipline's important. It's very important. It's very important, and you know we've seen a lot this year that special teams can can win or lose us a game. So, you know that's that's going to be the focus here going into the weekend. We can't dance with the devil with the penalties. That's that's for sure. Uh, what is the status, first of all, Dylan? Dylan. Dylan. Um, you know what? He skated yesterday, so uh, it's looking pretty good for him. Uh, about Nathan? Nathan is still rehabbing, and we'll kind of see see where he's at for the weekend. You're saying lower body injury for him? Yes. Is Dylan, Dylan a possibility to play for him? I believe so. Uh, what about Bram? We haven't heard much about Bram Shear's condition of late. He's still recovering from, from an injury. Any chance he sees any action before the end of the regular season? Uh, I'm not sure of the timeline. We're hopeful, but uh, it's too early to say. Of course, with the standings so tight uh, as far as uh, home ice in the first round and a possible first round bye for Union, uh, Union must be very careful with uh, uh, their play and, uh, like I said, keep their emotions in check. Uh, entering the weekend, Union uh, is in fifth place, tied with RPI for fifth to 21 points. Both teams are five points behind Cornell, which has been fading of late. Uh, Cornell only got one of a possible six points against Colgate last weekend. Of course, Cornell without head coach Mike Schaefer as he has been, was battling COVID-19 and then had a stent put in his heart uh, to uh, help alleviate some pain there. So he, he, his status for this weekend is unknown. So this is a really a big weekend for Union as far as you know, trying to make move up the standings. And Tyler Watkins talked about that in relation to the discipline. Yeah, the discipline uh, we mentioned with, uh, with, with John, I mean, it cost you that second period against Quinnipiac both those goals and, and but you got away with it against Princeton but how important is especially this coming down the stretch here uh, trying to not uh, be too emotional I think it's really important I know like you said uh, I mean it cost us on Friday night and we did get away with it on Saturday uh, Saturday we kind of took some penalties at bad times where we just got off a kill or we put ourselves down another guy or a penalty after a goal so coming down the stretch here when it all the teams are looking to make a push for playoffs. I think it's extra important to uh, make sure you're not hurting yourself in any way. Yeah, I mean, I know watching that game on Saturday when Nathan went down with the, the, the leg injury, uh, it seemed like after that you guys were upset with the, some of the things that were going on. You, you took some undisciplined penalties. I mean, when, when a teammate does 
get hurt like that. I mean, how important is it to, you know, be upset but not take it out on, uh, take it out with you know, the penalties? Uh, very important. I think kind of it's more a rally around him and let's win this win this game for him than uh, take penalties, kind of take liberties to the other team, things like that. So kind of focusing on winning that game for him instead of trying to get back and end up hurting yourself in the penalty box. I know this is your first year here, so maybe this question might be a little tough, but I mean, this team was not expected to do much this year. I think Toward the near the bottom of the, uh, in the preseason polls, you guys right now are in, in position for home ice in the first round of, of the uh, ECAC tournament, and possibly with the way things are right now, have a shot at a first round bye. So, we, how how important is that? How confident do you guys feel you can you know, chase that bye and get it? Uh, I think going into the year, we knew what we had in the room. Uh, we knew we had a lot of talent in there. Obviously, I was here last year when we didn't play, but we got a lot of practice in, a lot of workouts, got stronger, got faster. So I think that was a beneficial year for us. Um, and then coming in this year, uh, added a lot of talent with uh, the new freshmen. And so I think coming down the stretch here, uh, we put ourselves in a position, but uh, can't be satisfied with that position, I would say. I think. As nice as it is, we want to keep that push going and see how far we can take it. The simple answer in order to get a first round by is win, but realize, what do you have to do to make that happen? I think it just kind of like you said earlier, comes down to playing the right way. I mean, going out there playing hard every night, but not putting yourself in a position where you're going to hurt yourself, taking penalties and things like that. I mean, we've had plenty of games this year where we've lost the game or won the game on the special teams battle. So eliminating that as much as we can, obviously, if we get a power play, trying to convert on it, but um, trying to win the game five on five. I mean, what's John been like in the, in the locker room since he took over? He's been really good. Um, kind of obviously a weird situation, but uh, he's been very calming and kind of just next man up mentality right now that just kind of focusing on what we can control and trying to push forward here. As I said, Union is uh, tied for fifth in RPR, 21 points, and uh, six points would go a long way and uh, maybe helping them get into that top four spot, which I don't think anybody ever expected uh, this season. Yeah, coming off uh, not playing last year, uh, they had some struggles early on. Of course, the uh, Rick Bennett situation, uh, a, lot, a lot of distractions for this club, but they've uh, managed to put themselves in a position for at least home ice. But uh, they have to keep winning because they, you look behind them down the standings. Princeton with 20 points, and Princeton has played two fewer games in RPI and Union. Princeton will have uh, yeah, obviously some games to make up, including they're going to play three and three games in three days the final weekend of the season. That's, that's going to be a tough situation for the Tigers. St. Lawrence also has 20 points. Colgate. Uh, was you know with a five point weekend last weekend against Cornell they have 19 points so they're right on the heels of uh, being in that uh, conversation for home ice in the first round of the playoffs so there'll be a lot of interesting things going on meanwhile the Union women's hockey team I had a chance to cover their game uh, last Saturday against the O not a great effort a seven nothing loss to the Bulldogs uh, the teams met again Tuesday night down in New Haven Connecticut at Ingalls Arena uh, Ingalls Rink I should say. And uh, Union played a lot better. They're up two nothing in that game, but uh, they lost the lead and they lost the game three two late on a Grace Lee goal with 24 seconds left in regulation. So a very tough loss 
for the Dutch women. Uh, they're getting ready to play the final four games of their season. Uh, they go to Colgate and Cornell this weekend. Uh, Josh Skiba and Grace Hiding were uh, on the uh, Zoom call uh, Wednesday morning to talk about that. Let's talk about uh, Tuesday night's game. We guys were within 26 seconds of going overtime. I mean, how disappointing, how tough was it last night? Yeah, I think it was hard for the girls. I think um, I'm still here today. Actually, I got to do some recruiting, but I get to, get to relive it every time I go downstairs and see all the Yale stuff. But um, yeah, I think I, I think it was hard on the girls. I think uh, you know, with the way we played, especially early in the game, I think our, our team felt good about how we performed. Um, I liked how, how we competed, uh, especially coming from a seven nothing game to a three two type of situation and being up two one going into the third period. Um, I liked the way our team competed. So. Um, I think it was hard for them. I think I think they really took it pretty pretty hard. Um, I think they understood and identified kind of some things that we need to do in terms of how we need to play moving forward. Um, so I think there's some positives to, to take out of it. But anytime I think you lose with with that kind of emotion there at the end of the game, I think it's always uh, you know a little bit heartbreaking for for the group. Grace, I'll ask you the same question that you just popped on here. Uh, how, how tough was that last night? You have a two nothing lead, end up losing by a goal late. Um, not gonna lie, it's it's pretty disappointing. I think we are all thinking that, but I know we just need to take positives out of it. It's it's really easy to get down on yourself or get frustrated on an ending like that, but just seeing that growth, especially from the game Saturday, um, seeing that change and knowing that we turn up our compete level and we're able to really show a change of pace is I think a really positive thing, so that's what we're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah, how do you, how do you take the positives from that game when you're going up against Colgate on Friday? I think we can can look at that the same way as how we turned around from Yale. I know we didn't show our best against Colgate the first time around that we played them. Um, I don't know if that means they're going to underestimate us. I I sure hope they do because I know we're going to come out a lot stronger just like we did against Yale. Um, I think we've shown that we can compete against these top 10 teams. Um, particularly in the second time around, if, if we're going to learn from the first time and really bear down and make sure we're, we're, we're making the right changes, then I think we're going to be just fine. And I, I know that's exciting for us. We, we really like to, we don't mind being the underdog, but like we're going to come in and, and do our thing and <laughs> really, really make a show. Josh, the same question for you about that. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we told our team after the game last night, you, you got Valentine's Day coming up, right? And I think our, our team's a little bit like a box of chocolates at times, right? Where, uh, you know, Forrest Gump kind of says, for, you know, life was like a box of chocolates. And I think you look at kind of how we played in the Mayor's Cup, and I thought I thought we played really well. Um, I thought, you know, at times we probably deserved a better result. I thought last night we were like that. Um, over the course of the weekend, you know, we lose to Brown, we lose to Yale um, in pretty convincing fashion, right? So I think, I think a big thing for our group is maturity. And I think this year is so necessary for us in terms of developing that maturity and understanding how we need to win, how we need to play, how we need to prepare uh, to be successful. So, um, you know, for us to, to come into Colgate and, and Cornell is to, to prepare and, and make sure that the box of chocolates that we are, just like the ones that we showed up, that had showed up last night, right? And I think um, that's, that's on us to develop that sense of maturity in terms of how we prepare, how we're focused, um, and how we're committed to, to competing. I think, um, you know, Grace touched on it. I think... In our league, I mean, we're playing a top 10 team just about every weekend. And I know our team plays and it gets up for those games. It's, it's again, the maturity of how we can develop that 
playing against every team every time that we play. And um, I think our group's learning, and I think our group has to go through this year. We have to experience that. We have to learn. Um, but I think if, if we can go from 7 nothing to 3-2 in a matter of three days, to me it's exciting to see how, how much maturity we can have in the depth of it and how quickly our group learns. So to me that's motivating. That's, that's something that we're going to continue to try and focus on and, and promote with our group. I don't know if you saw the tweet from uh, Brian Vines the other day, but he's advocating a 12-team ECAC hockey tournament for the for the women. Uh, are you in favor of that, and can it work? Yeah, I think it absolutely can work. I think uh, you know, I think when you look at it, I mean, certainly, I'd love to have our players in the playoffs. I want our players to to experience a playoff game. I think when you look at the men's side and they have all 12 teams uh, playing, and they've been doing so for a while. Um, I think now in, in today's world, you want kids to, to have the same experience. And, um, you know, I know there's there's many different senses of, of arguments out there, but I would absolutely be in favor of having 12 teams in the playoffs. I think every team gets in. Um, I think that's the beauty of sport when you have the underdogs that, that can upset some of the, the top teams in your league. And um, to me, that's why we play the games. So I would love to see a 12-team 12 12 playoff series. What about you, Grace? Um, I think that'd be a really cool step for ECAC. I know for our group, I don't think that would change a lot for pushing to be in that top eight or be as high a seat as possible. I agree with Steve's. I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool to have kind of like like those turnarounds, like just to see some teams that might surprise you. I, I think that's like you said, a really cool thing about sport and hockey, and whether that be us in that position or obviously we, we ideally want to be a little bit higher in the standings. Um, I think that'd be a really exciting change. But, yeah, like I said, we're still trying to, like, be as, as high a seed as possible, regardless if it's 12 or 8. So I think being in that top eight has been a goal of ours for many years, and that wouldn't change in either way. Speaking of hiding, she's one of 12 ECAC Hockey seniors nominated for the Mandy Schwartz Student Athlete of the Year Award. The award is presented annually to an ECAC Hockey women's player in honor of former Yale University student athlete Mandy Schwartz, who passed away in April of 2011 after a courageous battle with acute myeloid leukemia. Uh, RPI's nominee is Lily Fries Hansen. So the top three uh, finalists will be announced next week. And speaking of uh, awards, uh, Union's Tyler Watkins uh, was named Rookie of the Week last week with his goal and two assists in the uh, two games uh, played last weekend. Even though he is a sophomore, he is eligible because he is a first-year player since Union did not play. Uh, last season. ECAC Hockey announced Thursday that tickets are now on sale for the uh, Men's Championship Final Four up in Lake Placid at Herb Brooks Arena. Uh, tickets, an adult single-day tickets is $40. The all-tournament pass for adults is $60. Junior and senior single-day tickets are $35, and their all-tournament passes for juniors and seniors is $50. Uh, so um, you get you get ready to get your tickets. Uh, you can go to uh, ECAC.com to find out how to get those tickets. And uh, hopefully, maybe I'll see you in Lake Placid. We'll see what happens up there. Uh, looking at the head schedule this weekend, uh, as we mentioned, Colgate's uh, at Union and Cornell will be at RPI. Uh, Brown will visit Dartmouth. Princeton's at Clarkson. Yale takes on Harvard. And Quinnipiac will be at St. Lawrence. Uh, the big game is on Saturday when uh, second-ranked Quinnipiac 
plays at number 19, Clarkson. We'll obviously keep an eye on that one. Uh, Colgate will take on RPI, and RPI's uh, Big Red Freakout, which is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to celebrate with not, no fans there, but uh, that will be interesting to see how that plays out. Princeton's at St. Lawrence, and uh, Yale will be at Darwin. Of course, Cornell is at Union. And on Monday, there's actually three games Monday, uh, two involving uh, conference contests. Colgate visits Brown, and Dartmouth is at Princeton. Both 5 o'clock starts. Their games are made up from uh, postponements that took place on January 14th. And Harvard will play in the consolation game of the Beanpot on Monday afternoon. They'll take on Boston College. Uh, you can obviously play in the East East Hockey Faceoff selection. Still time to have some fun with that. I post my picks, although I usually post my picks Wednesdays, but the last couple weeks, uh, I suppose, um, some other situations, uh, busy with work, I have posted my picks on Thursday. Uh, if you want to participate, you can email your picks to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. And that's also the email address if you have any questions about the podcast or college hockey questions in general. I'll be more than happy to answer them. And don't forget to uh, get my uh, podcast uh, after Friday's game against Colgate. I'll have all the recap of what happened uh, in that game between Union and Colgate. Well, that'll wrap things up here from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio. I thank you for listening. And just a reminder, the opinions expressed on the Parting Shots Podcast are not necessarily those Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots Podcast is a production of Gazette Newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.